Eurobash episode 53 still going strong it's me and Noel McGrath the handsome man from South Dublin how are you sir? I've had better days PT I'm not going to lie to you I had a few beers after the celebrations of Dublin's All-Ireland you but celebrating Dublin's All-Ireland that's hilarious yeah, it's just an excuse you, know yeah, you don't even know the rules do you? yeah barely <laughs> were you happy with the win all the same? Ah, yeah sure listen an excuse few, to go on the sauce that's it and a few of the lads are, good, are very big Dublin fans so, must have been yeah. raised on the north side were they? no that's very strange. Body look into that. If, if South Dublin intelligence are onto this, <laughs> follow those guys around. Something wrong there. Something wrong there. But, Shut up. Yeah, it was uh, great. Uh, I assumed they would win once they had 15 men on the pitch. So, uh, yeah, very happy with that. Um, champions again, five in a row. Straight on to the half dozen, please. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, interesting weekend of fights. KSW probably wasn't the most spectacular KSW show we've seen. Um few close decisions there on that card and of course you had that fantastic main event between Donald Cerrone and Justin Gaethje in Vancouver and it seems the McGregor sweepstakes are certainly at play in that one all the talk coming out of Vancouver about Gaethje and McGregor but before we get going there let's have a look at these latest news headlines it's a news all right, so Jack Ray v. Blackovich, uh, November 16th, Sao Paulo, Brazil. I thought he was in with the John Jones show, to be honest. I thought he was... Uh, the, the longer it went on, I thought he could get it. And all the talk in Abu Dhabi was about Yan and John Jones. Yeah, well, wasn't it... Um, it something fell through. They were trying to make no idea. the UFC. That's what I think Ariel referenced that, that uh, um, they were pretty close to getting over the line and whatever. It fell through. They couldn't get negotiations over the line. So, strange one, yeah, definitely. Maybe maybe a, a win over Jackeray will put him in pole position. We'll have to see um, how the division plays out before November, I guess. But um, your favourite buddy is back. Andre Arlovsky is going to take on Jerzinho Rosenstuck at uh, MSG. I will look, be watching. Look at the excitement there. McGrath loves a bit of Arlovsky action. Ah, oh, come on. That, that's all I'm going to say. Come on, because... Like oh, five years, lads. Come on, let's let's be realistic here. <laughs> Gunnar Nelson v Gilbert Burns is now going to happen at Copenhagen uh, because Thiago Alves is out. Gilbert Burns in at one seventy. Does Does Thiago Alves have the record for most of them in a pull out in the UFC history? It's crazy. Oh, I actually don't know. It's mental. I mean, no. times he's pulled out of fights. Lucky enough, they got someone there. I think that's just on the verge of being made. Um, I was speaking to some people from Gunners team today, and they said they accepted. He had accepted, but I think it's all but a formality. Just yeah, he's a gamey, he's a gamey lad. In fairness, Tim Jorinho. Yes, he is indeed. Um, Danny Roberts will be back for the first time since that brutal knockout at the hands of Pereira when he takes on Zelim Imedeov in um, Moscow. I think it's November. Yeah. Um, Reese McKee is going to headline Cage Warriors Cork in Ireland. I mean, <laughs> he's going to headline the Irish card. I mean, that makes perfect sense to me. He seems to be right on the brink of titles with Cage Warriors. He seems to be the most prominent fighter in terms of next in line to the UFC. Yeah, definitely. Reese McKee. It makes perfect sense to me. Me and you are kind of saying this anyway, aren't we? Yeah, for a long, long time. I think we've been talking about Reese. Well, just most... just in terms of that main event in Ireland, it makes yeah, perfect sense. Yeah, it does. We've been saying it for a while, and I think um, you know Reese is, is the kind of guy that Reese's pieces. Um, you know, he's eyes on him now. I think the world's watching him. Um, the UFC have eyes on him, and he's certainly not far away from a call up from the from the big show. And I think a couple of wins will do that for him. And I think it will really put him over well to have that big win in Ireland. You know what I mean? He has a great support. He, does, he deserves well. it as well, man. He's worked his, his arse off in his career and, you know, moving up to 170 as well. Yeah, and did you see the size of the dude? Yeah. He looks hench, man. Yeah. I saw him over in Vegas there getting that buffet weight on him, but he looks, uh, he's filled out. Yeah, I was fantastic. Today. He's, uh, he's on the Bunsen bandwagon as well now. Oh, fantastic. Uh, Get the sponsors in, Bunsen. He, he had one in, in Randall there a few weeks ago and he was up with his missus on, uh, and he was texting me talking about Bunsen today and I sent him a picture. I actually got a Bunsen today, so... 
Um, See that? He's already selling burgers. Man. May as well sponsor him, Bunsen. Um, Kiefer Crosby has got a new opponent for Bellator Dublin. He's going to now face Hugo Pereira. Um, Fitzgerald, uh, Fitzpatrick was his initial opponent. He's out now. Uh, Brian Moore is also out. As far as I know, no new opponent is being sought for Toby Misich. That's a big loss. Like what our, happened to Brian? Reds are and Brian like in the space of yeah. a week. That's that's two of the best fighters in Ireland. Let's be honest. Like that's that's tough. As far it as is I'm tough. Concerned. Yeah, and the card's definitely taking a bit of a blow. Mm. Um, main event doesn't really do it for me either. To be honest, with you. Which one? Um, There's Shuri several main and events. Henderson. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm much more looking forward to Gallagher yeah. and Eleanor. You know, that I'm way more, especially after last week as well. If you didn't hear the interview you did with him was a very good interview and yeah. he seems very pumped up to come over this side of the pond and stir the stir the pot yeah and, and as well as that interview if you liked what you heard there you should go and check out the uh, full reptile uh, documentary they do, they did on him Cal Pacino it's very very good I, I had just watched that before I interviewed him the the Raptors boys did that one uh, two legends but um, yeah a bit of KSW news as well KSW will be touching down in Croatia for the first time in November in Zagreb, and you got to think that if he's fit, Roberto Saldic coming know. off that win last weekend will have a prominent place on that card. Uh, also, uh, KSW 52, Scott Askham got the fight that he wants against Mamed Kaladov. That is a monstrous fight for December. Um, really can't wait for that one. I think that's a brilliant, brilliant fight for Askham. Um, in this time of his career, Kaladov coming off two losses. A legendary name in Poland. If, if there was ever going to be a fight to put, ask him across in Eastern Europe, it, it's got to be the Kaladov fight. He's a legend. He's he's one of the most legendary fighters, along with like Fedor, who never I thought he retired. Did you not talk about retiring? He, he retires when he wants, man. Yeah. It's Mamed Kaladov. The cannibal does as he pleases. But um, yeah, come on, MMA retirements like it's just they're that not is real. True. They're it's not just real. like listen, mate. I need a, need a few months off. It's all <laughs> it's all bollocks. Isn't it? it is indeed not the sport, but the retirement. Not the sports bollocks. <laughs> Oh, the shite. Two lads poking a head off each other. Ah, that's great. Um, but, right, so that's the end of our headlines. But what I did want to talk to you about, because it happened over the night, was McGregor's December um, 14th show. Dublin, December 14th, is what he tweeted. Very confused about this. I was, He's obviously gone to Mrs. Brown's boys. Oh, man. Um, yeah, well, that's on at the three arena. There's no way in hell they're going to put on an outdoor event in Crow Park or the Lansdowne Road. Like, I mean... It's just not going to happen. So I don't really understand what <laughs> that was about. To get hypothermia, yeah. I just, I mean, what was that like? That's that's I, like, I mean, some of them have been like off base. What he's been tweeted, but that one seems incredibly off off base. Yeah, like, I, I, maybe if he just said December fourteenth, we'd be like, oh, I wonder if he's going to get put on uh, UFC two four five. But yeah, I don't know what the old Dublin thing was. That's and not going to happen. It's very interesting. It's, I'll eat my hat if yeah. that happens. <laughs> you run around the streets naked. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I said I'd eat my hat because if it happens, I'm very conscious of my body. fucking UFC booked? For the yeah, I, it's not going to happen. Like, I mean, I went, I, I rang so many people today just to be like, I'm Nobody not going sure. mad here. This can't, this can't happen, can it? And they're like, no, no. Yeah. I don't know, you know. Um, Unless they do the fight night, he's headlining. I don't know. They've often, obviously, they've done. But wh- why in the name of God would they do that? <laughs> uh, with Conor McGregor, the most marketable draw they have, yeah. put on a fight night card and not make any money off it, and it could potentially be his last fight for all we know. So, I mean, I, I just don't see the sense Unless you see something else happening on the 14th of December, we, we don't know. He just about. might be going over a few points yeah, and avoiding us all out. I don't know what we'll the crack there, is, Connor. but, um, you know, I think it's obviously a ploy as well, maybe to, you know, keep people talking about him. Maybe you know, get the urge back on side. Yeah, I think that's going to be, in, there's a lot of work to be done there. So, man, I, I really don't know. Um, very odd. 
And yeah, I can't really see them doing a card here the same night as a pay-per-view in the US. It, it wouldn't make an awful lot of sense <laughs> not having Conor McGregor on a pay-per-view, as you said. So I went uh, on Ariel's The MMA Reporter Show last week and he asked me about McGregor. And a lot of people said it was very negative what I said, but I mean... He asked me, how do people in Ireland feel about McGregor now? And No I one mean, has a good word to say. It's then. unanimous in that yeah. in that sense. Like, I mean, and I do, like, I stand by everything I said. I've listened to it back. I don't feel like I said anything out of turn. Um, you, got, you go to a pub and, 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 you know. People walk up to me, just tell me yeah. how they feel about it. And it's negative every time. Uh, exactly. It's I went to the pub there, you know? on Saturday for an hour. And I mean, I'd say 12 people walked up to me just to tell me, you know, I don't like that guy. Yeah, well, that's 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 what happens, you know, when when people start talking to you about mixed martial arts, that's one of the first things they always say to you, oh, I can't stand that guy, I don't like this guy, mm. and that's general consensus around Dublin, and, you know, yeah, 99.9% of people will, will, will tell you that. It's it's pretty astounding, though, from where he's come from, right? Like, to <laughs> yeah, where he was, top of the world, like, no, no, he was in a stratosphere that no other MMA fighter really had been up until that no point. No sports person has ever been. And now he's... It's it's bottomed out to a certain extent, yeah. right? Well, he's gone he's gone from from the top of the mountain right down to the bloody base camp because yeah. he needs to fight, right? Like I feel like he needs to get back in there. The, this tweeting stuff is just not yeah, it's not all, doing it, it. It's all talking shite, and I think that's the only way he can um, endear himself to fans anymore. Our attempts to make it up to them is by getting in the cage, staying out of the papers. And um, obviously putting on a winning performance, and as we said a few weeks ago, Pete, his next fight, he, he has to win it, or he's, you know, it- yeah. That's what Ariel kind of made a. He kind of said that to me when we were recording. He was like, you know, after I said he needs to get back there and fight, he's like, I don't think it's as easy as fighting. He's got to win. That's yeah. it. That that is it. He he has to win. If he doesn't win. Um, you're talking about a monumental fall from grace, not just a fall from grace outside of the octagon. We've seen it's a fall from grace actually in the cage as well because, you know, I think we look back at that Habib fight and, you know, there was a lot of lot of very strange things Conor McGregor did in that fight. And I think if he is to go out and fight Justin Gaethje and lose, you know, I think, you know, where, where does he go from there? Does he, does he call it a day? Does he pack it in? I don't know, man. Is that the fight to make? Him or Paul Felder, I, I do agree. I, I do think, I think, um, you know, you can talk about Dustin Poirier as well, potentially makes a lot of sense to do a rematch there. But I, I think, actually like the Poirier fight, but I do think Felder makes sense. If they're not going to throw him right into a championship yeah. stake situation. Well, 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 they're not going to, unless there's an injury to But Gaethje's right knocking on the door there, right? Like, he, he's, it's either him, if Tony's not next, if, even if Tony happens next, you think Gaethje is after that, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I think it makes sense for McGregor to go after the Gaethje fight because he beats Gaethje, he's right back on you know, Habib or Tony's doorstep again. And I think the same goes for Justin Gaethje. It's going to be a big payday for Justin Gaethje if he gets that fight anyway. So he's going to take it. Uh, Paul Felder would, would take it, I know. You know, he called out Gaethje or Felder, whoever wants to go at him next. So um, I think they're both very difficult fights for Conor. I think that's how we're going to gauge where McGregor is in his career. Um, is by fighting potentially one of them. And, you know, it isn't the big name of Habib or Pore, but it's very much a proving ground for Justin Gaethje or Paul Felder as well. So it does make sense. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you completely. And we'll begin on with our first interview of the day, my friend. Okay, well, for the second time ever, we are joined by European MMA royalty. It is Joanna Janjacek, who takes on Michelle Watterson on October 12th. We had a great chat with Joanna. She's always been so generous with her time. She sounds pumped up, man. I actually, I got so excited just talking to her about this upcoming fight. She always excites you, doesn't she? I I know, she she just... She radiates that confidence and arrogance. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant. And, And I just feel as though, you know, there's a lot more riding on this 
than even she she That's even, huge. It, it, it's just it's huge and she's been told that she's getting a title shot if she wins it so the Wiley Zhang situation and with Zhang saying you know she's not the fighter she was when she was champion Joanna didn't really like that all yeah. that much so um we go and uh, speak to Joanna this is quite a long one so we're we'll back in about 20 minutes guys all the best and now you have been asking for us to get her get her back on and we have finally done it it is the great Joanna Janjacek who takes on Michelle Waterson in on October twelfth. Joanna, how are you? And thank you so much for joining us again. Hello, hello, Ireland. Hello, guys. Thank you for the support. First of all, thank you for the support because uh, when I check my social media, the statistics, uh, uh, I have a very, very big fan base in Ireland, in in UK. So, guys, thank you so much uh, for this. Thank you for the support. I always say this. There is no sport without fans, and the Irish fans are very dedicated. So, thank you, and it's an honor to talk to you. That is great. That is great. And um, I can assure you that means a lot. And, of course, as you just said, you do have a massive fan base, not only in Ireland and the UK, but all over Europe. You are one of our (laughs) very few champions, as you know. Um, But uh, tell me how this camp is going ahead of the Watterson fight. Oh, very good. Very good. Very good. I feel great. I'm very happy for my upcoming fight with uh, Michelle Waterson. It was the fight to made and I think the fan, the fans love it. And, and there is lots of ex- expectations from me and Michelle Waterson. We are headlining the show it, and it's an honor for me to, uh, to do this uh, again. And it, it means a lot to me. Uh, the trust, the UFC, Dana, they, they have in me means a lot to me and and I just love it. I've been training pretty pretty hard as always. And before every camp I'm like oh quality over uh quantity but I do both. I'm training really hard. I do thirteen training sessions a week. Uh, of course we are like f- four weeks uh, uh out uh, like before this fight so probably next week I will cut a little bit the amount of training but I, I feel great and the the break I took after the fight with Valentina Shevchenko uh, brought like super extra new energy fire desire uh, I want to just do more train more and I feel hungry to fight again yes yes and just as you said there um, the quality over quantity is that something you've learned because like has that happened before where you've just trained your body into the ground because you're just putting yourself through so many sessions uh, no, no, I like to do this, you know, I like to feel banked, I like to feel tired and, uh, you know, even if the session, uh, training session is good, uh, I'm not happy, you know, because I know that every day with every training session, session I can do better, so uh, I always set my goals and ambitions very high, so... Uh, even after good sparring, I'm not happy because <laughs> I know I can do better. So, uh, you, you know, but I like to manage uh, manage this little bit. You know, I I I'm, I manage every training. Uh, my coaches, my physiotherapists, they are in touch. Uh, I always bring my physiotherapist from Poland for last f- four or five weeks uh, before the fight. So it's great, man. It's great. It's great. So we're trying to keep keep an eye on everything. And I'm very happy that every single person who is uh, part of Team, team Ioana uh, is, is putting... We're putting these puzzles together, you know? So that's the most important thing. Yes, yes. Now, when I look at this fight, Ioana, I, I think of you and I know you have been... You've contested some of the biggest fights in women's MMA history with the UFC. But I don't see... 
um, Michelle having that same experience at the very top. I know she's had a, a main event against Paige Van Zandt in the, pan, in the past, but yeah. <clears throat> yeah. do you think that's, that's, that kind of goes in your favor, the fact that you have been in these big spots before? And this could be the biggest fight of, of Watterson's career, you know? Yeah, I think it is. And I expect that she's going to show up in the best shape ever. But from, uh, like, uh, we can see that Michelle Watterson is just getting better with and better with every fight. Like, technically, with her, like, cardio, she's improving. So uh, I have to be really focused, training hard for this fight because the winner is going to get the title shot. So there's lots of online and... Uh, lots of to take and you know <laughs> I will take over that night I will win and, and go for the belt uh, after this fight but like, like you said like she's a great athlete great human and I cannot wait to step into the octagon that's the point and 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 you know that the good plus uh, is that uh, I've been competing a lot in five rounds both and from like with every round I'm just getting better and better and my condition is always good and I'm not getting tired after like five rounds fa- uh, both I'm like oh let's do five more you know <laughs> so I think that's uh, that's on my side you know yes. the, the pace the pace I can keep and 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 uh, I'm a real five rounder, you know. I went through so many title defenses, five rounds fights, and and uh, I'm experienced. I'm yes. Experienced. And I mean, when I, when I think about the matchup, because Watterson, of course, known for her striking ability as well, but I mean, it, it just seems like it's going to be such a, a fan favorite fight because a lot of the times when we see you fighting, it's about people trying to take you down and take you down because yeah. they know how good of a striker you are. Is this one appealing but, to you where you can show us the full arsenal of your striking? Oh, uh, you know, like always people are like, oh, what about your grappling? Or what about your jiu-jitsu, <laughs> man? Like ATT is like simply like the best gym of the year for the second year in a row. And yes. I, I, I'm training with top level female athletes. I spar with the guys. I also train with the guys who... who who were competing at ADCC uh, competition and other great athletes. And I'm training with Jezare Matuda, who is first of all my, my big, big friend. She's like my sister uh, here in Florida, multiple BJJ world champion. And, and you know, <laughs> there, is, there is like nobody's better than her. And, and she pushes me hard and, and she's such a dedicated athlete, but also a great teammate. So when I need her, she's there and she, she helps me. And, and I roll with her, of course. She's a beast. She's a black bird, multiple world champion, as I said. But, uh, you know, I can see uh, where I am at with my with my grappling and, and jiu-jitsu. So that's, the, that's a good thing. But, of course, uh, my good side is striking and, and uh, takedown uh, defense. I feel great on the cage, like hanging out on the cage on the fence. And I just love it, you know. And if they want to... Uh, take me down they can try you know they can try <laughs> i let them i let them you know but my head coach is mikey brown and cutter club is you know legendary mikey brown uh we do so many drills uh, mma drills take the uh, takedown defense and other stuff so and my my, my grappling my jiu-jitsu is on point as well yes of course of course and i mean you you uh broke that news well it first came to uh uh, the fans' minds when they saw it with Polsat, you did the uh, article with them where they spoke about uh, that you would be guaranteed a title shot if you win yep. this fight. How much does that mean to you, Joanna, to be right on the verge of getting that gold back? Because I know that means a lot to you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It means a lot to me because, uh, 
you know, I don't want to like talk about it. It's it's far away behind me, and but I know what happened before the fight with the Rose, mm. the first fight, the second fight it could go either way, and and I know people are like saying, oh, you three and one, like oh, now it's the fight like of your life, bullshit. You know, there is so many fights uh, in my life, important fights in my life, uh, which are going to happen. But the thing is that. Mm, I'm not looking for excuses, but I know who I am. And, like, you know, the strawway belt, well, he's going, like, from hand to hand, you mm. know. Nobody can hold it for longer. And I, I was holding this belt for almost three years. I Five uh, successful uh, title defenses. Like, only Ronda Rose is better. Six title defenses. I know people doubt her. People doubt me. But show me someone who is better of course so much respect to amanda nunes who is my teammate and she's simply the goat of female mma you know and and uh, but show me someone who could hold the belt longer than ronda or me you know and like like i said people can doubt me can doubt ronda but uh, it's all about what inside us you know like you said there's more than 500 fighters in the UFC only like what 12 13 14 champions with the new divisions mm. man it means a lot to be the, the champion defend the belt it's not easy to win the belt but definitely it's more difficult to defend the belt but I wanna I wanna my last fight it was in the flower division after the fight it was like a super fight uh, after the fight with Valentina Shevchenko, I decided to take a longer break, reset my body physically, mentally, and and I can see how I'm training right now, how my body is reacting, and uh, how much I have learned for the last few months, and, and just just great. I cannot wait to step into the octagon in, in four weeks and and show it to people. Yeah, and and, and and it's extra motivation for me. That's that that's that after winning this fight with Michelle Waterson, I will, I will, I will go for the belt. I will go for the belt. You know, it, it seems to me like, and you said it there. A lot of people kind of say, "Oh, you're, you're one and three. But dude, like, is it? It's, it must be even annoying when you know that you went up a weight class because nobody else was available to fight Valentina. Your last then, fight with Rose was know, so close. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we know uh, how the fight. The, the fight was like on and off, on and off. You know. And I had I had only like six weeks of training for for the fight with one of the best, one of the strongest yes. female athletes. With Valentina Shevchenko, and it was like different weight class, and people like don't know that it was a higher uh, higher weight class, you know. Like sometimes people, I try, I trying to look at only the numbers, or or if you win or you lost your fight, but there is something like behind, you know. They yes. they don't know, they don't know much about the training, the preparation, and uh, w- what's going on, but. You know, they are very dedicated friends and I'm very happy with that. And But I, I do not care, man. Like, even when I was winning, uh, when I was the champ, before every fight, I was like, Joanna, just go there and do your best. Doesn't mean it doesn't matter if you win or you lose. Just go there and show them who you are. What you've been doing for the last few weeks, last few months, long months without seeing family, friends, being far away ho- from home, and just go there and, and do do and show show them who you are you know and this is what i've been doing for last 16 years of my fighting career you know that's the point yes of course of course and i agree with you completely i was just wondering as you said there the belt has changed hands many times since your title reign yep. and and i mean were you surprised by what wiley did to jessica was that a surprise to you because up until then i only really saw you really putting being so dominant against jessica right nobody had ever really done it before you you know what? The day before the fight, this fight happens, 
between Valentina, uh, be, between uh, Andreas and Zhang, I said that this fight was going to uh, end in the first round, uh, and I put my money on Zhang. But the thing is, like, I know how strong is uh, Amanda, uh, Jessica Andreas. So sorry, and uh, I was surprised how big is Wally Zhang, you know, because mm. Jessica Andreas is kind of short, but she's very muscular and big girl. For the strawweight division, you know, and uh, but Wei Zhang is is is, uh, is very strong. Uh, she has big guns, <laughs> but uh, you know, like when I saw Jessica training uh, on on her social media, I was really not impressed, and I was like, oh shit! If she wanna defend the belt, she must really like put on a fa- uh, like you know uh, put on like. Put, put put more, you know. Yes, put it more into the into, training you know, camp. But but she 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 didn't do that. So yeah. yeah. Do you like? I mean, Wiley Zhang has been calling your name for a very long time. Um, and I guess with you knowing that a, a title fight with her is is beyond this fight with Waterson, yeah. how does that make you feel about Zhang as an opponent? As you said, she is very strong. But I mean. Have you got a good read of how good she is? How how good do you think she is, and how do you think you match up with her? I, uh, you know, she's good, but you know, the the, the thing is, the truth is, they offered me Wei Zhang uh, like three times before that fight, and the thing is, like, she needed me. Okay, she now she's the champ, so maybe it looks like she need she never like uh, needs me to to become someone. But uh, you know. Uh, like sometimes people are like, oh, you know who he, who she is now. Of course, I know who she, who she <laughs> is, but I don't. I I fight in the octagon, you know. I'm a professional athlete. I'm a businesswoman. Uh, I know who I am. I don't do fights on Twitter, you know. Yes. If they call me, I'm very happy because it means that I have a strong position. Why are they calling me out? Because they know I can bring them to different level. Or maybe they're gonna be lucky and win 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 with a, a former UFC champion, dominant champion, who I was. And and they can get you know better money, better exposure. Just go there, and of course they offer me Wei Zhang. But I, I my my goal was to be fight for the belt, you know. And I took my spot. Now I'm fighting Waterson, and I will go for the belt slowly, step by step. I will I will reach my goals and my dreams. But the thing is, like uh, I uh, you know there is a new UFC. A performance Institute in Shanghai in China. Mm. Probably they needed that good fight and. They just gave the title shot to this Chinese chick. She won. Good for her, you know. I'm very happy for her. But I think she's very strong. She has very, she's very dynamic, powerful. She's a good puncher, and, and you know, I hope she's going to be the a good champ um, for the UFC for this division before uh, I face her. You know, that's <laughs> the thing. Yes, of course, of course. Um, I don't know if you saw it or not, but um. Uh, Zhang recently was talking in Abu Dhabi and she said that she didn't think you were as good as you were when you were champion. I mean, do you do you So feel... ask so you sh- you all should ask her why she was calling me out. And <laughs> these these girls, you know, they think when they have the strap they can talk shit whatever they want to talk, you know, uh, or when you're losing look, look how many of them were like calling me out after I lost the belt to Rose. They were like, "Oh, now we can beat you, Anna because she lost." Now when I was such a dumb on athlete, nobody like they were trying, of course, to be lucky and get the belt, but nobody could even like you know keep the pace with me when they face me, and that's the point. <laughs> no. Yes, they can now they can talk whatever they want to talk. I 
I don't play these games, you know. I too, I'm too classy and too serious for that bullshit. <laughs> I understand. I understand. I'm sorry ah, for asking. Man. I felt I needed to ask because no, no, you did that, say. That's fine, you know. That's fine, but you know. <laughs> I gotta ask you as well, uh, Joanna, about Jan Blachowicz. Um, I thought oh, he was yeah. gonna get that John Jones fight, but it, it turns out he's gonna fight Jack Array. Were you hoping that he would get that fight against uh, John Jones? Yeah, yeah, I I love I I love I love Jan, and uh, uh, I love Jan, and you know we we've been buddies for such a long time. I remember that in two in two thousand and eight, uh, I I took like second place on Muay Thai World Championship, and Jan took uh, Jan took first place. So we are like a brother and sister. We support each other, and uh, you know. Uh, I was hoping that he was going to get the title shot, but I knew that it was going to be difficult, you know. John Jones is a beast, and 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 Jan uh, needs to work more on his like uh, this uh, this this uh, marketing. Uh, mm. How you say marketing position like a yes. value, value? That's important too. But uh, you, you know, I I hope that after he beats Jacare, he will get the title shot. He will get the title shot. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I mean, now you're only, as you said, you're four weeks out. Um, how good are you feeling? Like compared to other camps you've been in, would you say the eight month break has made made you feel even better? The fact that you haven't fought since the Valentina fight. <laughs> Hell yeah, man! I feel great, <laughs> and that that's what amazed me. Like Mikey Brown is like, girl, you you ready already? You know, so that's the point. I always very dedicated. And uh, and and uh, discipline, and I feel ready, and I cannot go to show like I, you know, in March, April, I went to Holland to train with Ernesto Hughes, Orlando Hamer, wow. uh, who I used to train uh, back in the day ten years ago. Uh, I started winning the biggest Muay Thai trophies with them, and I'm very thankful to them. But the other the other thing is that mm, uh, you know I, I'm back to doing like stuff. Uh, what I what I used to do, you know, I mix more combos. I'm not trying to be focused only on boxing, only on kicks, only on distance. You know, all JJ is back, and I hope I I just I don't want to talk. I just want to prove to people that JJ is back with the same fire. Uh, you know, savage, violent, Joanna. Uh, you know, and and that's the that's the thing. And I, I spar more this camp, do more drills, like a life goes, and like not really like many things got changed but you know i i feel that you know just just the point of my view uh has changed and i'm even more more into than i used to be and you know we four weeks out but i feel ready you know i could i could step to the octagon you know even even this weekend Joanna, I'm even more excited about this. And, I, and believe me, I was very excited before I spoke to you. But I can, on behalf of everyone in Europe, we cannot wait to see you back in, in there. Thank you, guys. You're one of the great, great fighters who ever hailed from this continent. And uh, I really can't wait to that, see you. That, that's the point. Like, you know, people are like, oh, if you don't win this fight, you're going to be gone. <laughs> like, man, life is so beautiful. There's so many stories. I'm an athlete, of course. I'm a businesswoman right now. But there's so many great things. Uh, which are going to have happens in my li- happen in my life, and I cannot wait. You know, uh, being an athlete's only part. You know, if you like journalists, if you businessman, if you working at I don't know Starbucks, McDonald's. In the future, you are going to be someone else. I'm a human. I'm a woman, and I I 
I fucking love my life. And that's the point, you know. Now it's time to be an athlete. I'm doing this 100%, but I'm a person with so many hobbies, so many passions. Uh, passions and I cannot wait what, what life is going to uh, bring me in the future, you know. And of course, like, like I said, I'm 100% focused on my upcoming fight with such an uh, amazing athlete who is Michelle Waterson, who is showing up better and better in in. Uh, each fight and I cannot wait to face her Joanna thank you so much this has been absolutely amazing it's a pleasure <laughs> to speak to you and I mean like I always say this like you know what like the Irish guys I, I, I could I could I could fall in love with an Irish guy <laughs> only, only only because of the accent you know you're gonna get so many Irish guys trying to get into your DMs now after oh, saying this yeah <laughs> but yeah guys thank you so much for the support and I cannot wait for uh, Conor McGregor. I'm big fan of Conor, and I cannot wait. Uh, what's next for him? And I'm not just saying because of you are. I know you're a big I, fan. I, I, I know you're a big fan. Yes, man. Like you know, uh, I got so much support for him, and I know what. Like I'm hearing what's going on in his life, and sometimes we getting lost. And I can tell you guys, after I turned 30 years old, I thought I thought that I knew a lot, that I was experienced enough because. I had to grow so fast when I was 18. I moved to Thailand, then to Holland, then somewhere. You know, being an athlete is such a difficult, and 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 um, there is lots of expectations from us. And it's such a beautiful sport. There are so many people working for uh, with us, helping us prepare to the fight. But at the end, it's only me and my opponent. You know, when I step into the octagon, and doesn't matter if you win, if you lose like both fighters win you know and i want people to understand this more you know because both fighters always put the same amount of work to get ready for the fights but the other thing is like when i when i turned 30 i thought i i knew a lot already you know that i was like smart enough to manage my life but the the the, the, the biggest beat up like in my personal life and my uh, fighting or business life I got when I turned 30 you know so it took me like some time almost two years to to clear the patch to 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 get away from like toxic people uh, toxic like relationships and like uh, bad people around me and now I feel I feel blessed I feel free and I feel strong I feel happy and and guys uh, take these life lessons because these lessons are the most important lessons in our life. These lessons make uh, make us stronger, you know, make us better humans. And and I wanna go for it. And I keep keep like I sending lots of good energy to Conor McGregor that he gonna handle. I believe that he's going to handle this very well. And he's going to back on on like the the, the good patch, the good way, the good road with the good energy and good people around him, because sometimes. Uh, we think that we have good people around us but these good people our fake friends are bringing us on the bad way you know uh, on the bad bad roads and they bring us down and uh, when you watch like Bohemian Rhapsody when you watch other movies about like famous people yes. you see these rats around you know I cannot compare my popularity to to you know Freddie Mercury or Conor McGregor but doesn't matter who you are you know uh, be honest be honest with yourself. Be honest with people. And better to be honest uh, person because people don't like honest people, you know. Uh, when you're too, re- too, too real, you know. But I prefer to be real and have like only a few friends but real people around me than have these fake rats, you know. And I'm never going to let people bring me down. I pay the ultimate price for that. Never, ever again. 
Wow. Joanna, that was amazing. Uh, thank you for those words of wisdom. Thank I, I you will, so much. We will take and them guys, on board. Guys, I want to tell you, it doesn't matter who you are, you know, if you're popular or not. There's shit happening in our lives every mm. single day. We you know we all are fighters. Since the time we 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 got on this world, we have fight. We fighters, you know. We have to fight. We all have to fight our fights, you know. We all have to fight our fights. Uh, the fight is called life. <laughs> Excellent. That is amazing, Joanna. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. Again. And I can't wait. After the fight, I go I go to Ireland, guys. I, I go to Yes, Ireland. please. Yes, please. We'll have to yeah. hide you. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys. Thank you so much, so Joanna. Much I'll talk bye, to you soon. Bye bye. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic to speak to Joanna and Jacek. Um really looking forward to that fight with Watterson now and, and all the ramifications that go along with it. I'm pumped for it. Cracking fight. Absolutely one of the best fights of the year, potentially. Um, we're going to see there on, um, as you said, the winner gets a title shot. Two of the best female fighters in the world. Um, who do you think gets that? Like, I, I find that fight fascinating. I, I'm really excited about it with Michelle and, and Joanna. I yeah. think, you know, the pace of Waterson and then the, obviously the technique of uh, of Michelle, it's, of Joanna, it's going to be a cracker, man. Yeah, I, I feel like um, the fact that Joanna has fought way more five-round fights is going to really stand to her. And the fact that she's had that break... Seems really uh, reinvigorated. There's nearly ten months she's been out. Is it since ten that, months since the Valentina fight. So, I mean, I, I get the feeling like it's just one of those typical examples of MMA fans forgetting all about someone just because. Like, I mean, she went up and she fought uh, Valentina right. after beating Tisha Torres, and it was like six weeks' notice going up a weight division to fight the most dominant, one of the most dominant female athletes in the world at the moment. And you know, she like you know, it didn't go her way or whatever, but she still did that. Yeah. Like, and that's like. It, I just feel like fans are so quick to turn on people, and and the second Rose fight was close, very close, you know, and a lot like, closer than people, yeah, a like, lot, lot closer than people thought. Revisionist history all the time going on here. Like, I mean, I don't know, I don't get it. I like, I get people like to see, you know, falls from grace or whatever, but I think she's far from that, you know. Like, I mean, totally agree. Like, she's right there, thereabouts, and against Waterson, we're going to see how close she is, and and really, like, I feel like uh, Wiley Zhang and Yoano will be a tremendous fight. So, I mean, if that if that's going to happen beyond that. That would be huge. And even Watterson and Zhang, they're two fights that really appeal to me. So I don't think they should rush, uh, rush Wiley into a fight with Shevchenko. I feel like that's just a silly idea. Like, I know Shevchenko needs opponents, but Strawweight's, like, Strawweight is, is savage at the moment. You know what I mean? Brilliant. Couldn't agree more. But what about Tatiana Suarez there yeah. as well? Like, I mean, there's so many people. Um, I just feel like they need to calm down and uh, let this Watterson and Joanna fight, fight play out and let that be the, the contender. Let's let's forget about Valentina until Wiley is... is Four defenses in or something, yeah. you know what I mean? I agree, totally agree. Couldn't couldn't have said it better. It just seems like the automatic thing you have to do now, right? You win one belt and you go, I'm going oh, up. Oh yeah, I'm going up. I yeah. need to be double champ. Yeah. Shut fuck's sake! Like, yeah. If we've any more double champs, we fucking. It's completely no devalued. Like just just Wallace. like I love Habib's kind of thing. Like I'll just want to be the champion here. Um, right. Let me have a. a I would be champion of every way class though. If I, I know, fly. but like you know, that'd be unfair if you start. Maybe not flyweight. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Siri come out of retirement to beat you, but um. <laughs> so KSW 50 went down in London on Saturday uh, it wasn't the usual explosive KSW um, you know but I kind of understand that because so many of these guys had their opponents switched out and you know it, it's it's hard to do that and they stayed on the card we should be congratulating KSW on keeping the likes of Saldich um, the Freeze and, and Park on this card because like they're the most important people on the card they're the people that generate an interest so you know did Norman win that fight? 
I, I felt he did, but I knew it was close. And I, I knew that DeFries' fight was close as well, even though, you know, I, I kind of favoured Phil. I knew it was close. I knew that Enrique's uh, leg kicks were paying off in the later rounds. But DeFries comes out with the belt, which is the most important thing. Um, You know, he's still the champion. He remains dominant there on top of the KSW heavyweight ranks. And, and really, I do feel it's time. Like, I mean, nobody's jumping up and down to see Luis Enrique and DeFries do it again. So let's let's see if Bellator are interested because that's that's what I think he needs to do. And I think that works both ways. I think it helps KSW and it helps Bellator. But he said Matt Mitrione, whatever, put out a tweet or something saying he'd be interested yeah. in fighting him again, doing that. Like, I've no problem with it, you know. If Bader. Needs Bader. Like Bader doesn't have anyone there, Twice, heavyweight. Yeah. Maybe Karatanov, but I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like it's it's pretty shallow there at Bellator and heavyweight. Definitely. So Phil going over will be a huge thing. I feel uh, Thomas Narcoon uh, shows us again how dominant he is at light heavyweight with a uh, with a guillotine choke of Missy Ali. He he dropped him with a right hand, then pounced all over. It was a really nice finish actually. Uh, Roberto Solis takes on a, a really really tough opponent, uh, Petrax. I can't say his name, Poitrax. I don't, that's what his name is. But this lad, <laughs> this lad is like, a, usually fights at middleweight. He's a very accomplished grappler. So, Solid is nightmare, basically. And he takes him on on four days' notice. And people are upset because he goes to a decision. You're like, come on, man. Like, I mean, it has to be that way sometimes. Like, what's the point in him? Tony Ferguson, Lando Venata. Yeah. Same like, thing. Going hell for leather yeah. just, to, just to please people when he needs to hold on to that. Like, he needs to hold totally. on to his dominance. He needs to hold on to his win streak. Um, I totally agree with you. I felt like the criticism was pretty. Um, Sometimes you need to just get in there and get out with a win, and he's done that with. Obviously, you said four days' notice, and there is there's a lot of fucking moaning and shit, and it pisses me off when, when yeah. people are like that. Uh, Norman Parks take the takes the interim lightweight title with a win over Marcin oh, Josic. Oh, oh, we know what that's setting up. Yeah, and I mean one thing that Jim Edwards tweeted about this uh, while it was on. Norman's been training with Gamrot's team. I wasn't aware of that. Like some of them were in his corner and everything. Like, apparently. Jesus, I didn't that, know that. Yeah, I didn't know it either. I was <laughs> like, what hell. the fuck? But I thought they hated each other. Like, I need them to hate each other. <laughs> it, was, it was. It was deadly. You remember in Dublin, they had to, like, they couldn't even bring them into the same wild, room man. after the fight, like, because it was so mental. So, uh, that's disappointing. I don't want true. any water being thrown on that for Yeah. <laughs> I want to keep, keep that shit in place. We need to stir some shit. Exactly. We love shit. Um, Damien Janikowski uh, gets back in the win column with a very strange finish of Tony Giles. Uh, he goes in, runs through him, takes him down, moves to side control, and then the referee stops the fight, apparently, uh, because Giles had verbally tapped out. Um, there was a lot of protestation afterwards, but, uh, you know, I don't really, I can't really, I don't really understand yeah. what happened there. <laughs> um, but Janikowski seemed to think it was a finish anyway. Um, as far as he was concerned, uh, Giles had verbally tapped him, um, so I don't really know. Uh, Jason Radcliffe... Um, gets a KSW win there in his debut, and Drikas Duplessis uh, at middleweight gets a second round win over Jolton Santos, who you remember fought Craig White in his Cage Warriors return after his UFC stint. Uh, not a good night for Catherine Costigan. Um, Rolla yeah, moves she pretty to much tr- she got she got well finished in that second round. Yeah, and uh, Rolla moves to three and zero. Tough one for Catherine, a long time out though, and um, coming back. And an event like KSW is no easy out, I'll tell you that much. It never Definitely. is. So, um, yeah, that was pretty much the KSW stuff. Um, about the UFC, I mean, Justin Gaethje looked fantastic there in the main event, man. It was, uh, he seems to be fighting with a lot more kind of caution, I'll say. Like, not, I know it was still a very violent finish, but he's not just balls to the wall from the he's first bell. He's more selective. Yeah, 100%. And, um, 
in terms of Cowboy Cerrone, you know, where does Cowboy go from here, man? I don't know. Um, you know, he was sort of moaning about the, the stoppage. It was fine to me. Um, now, in fairness, he did take that back afterwards. He's like in the heat of the moment, you know. Yeah, this was a, it was a fine stoppage and a fine finish. From and Gaethje, Gaethje. Gaethje was appealing to the referee for maybe five seconds stop before it was stopped. Yeah, he was just poking the head off him effectively. Yeah. And, um, it was a good stoppage for me. But, you know, in terms of Cowboy, man, like, he's not where he was. I wouldn't mind seeing him call it a day, to be honest with you. I know, but I mean, it's I know like, it's hard to say that, but and he's one of these guys... I, I don't think we'll ever see him probably fully retire. He's one of these guys that, you know, take a year out and maybe have the odd fight here and there if the money's right or whatever. But, you know, where does he go? What It's, it's sort of just a bit of a yo-yo for him yeah, over the last couple of years. I will say, though, like, I mean, we're not that far removed from the Oyequinta belt. You know what I mean? Like, when it, when it seemed like everything was torn up Trump's from and then, of course, is Ferguson Gaethje, two very top-of-the-food chain lightweights, of course. You know, it, it, it's funny how public opinion can change in MMA, and I guess he's another example of that. But you're not the only person who's yeah. saying this about Cowboy after that fight, I'll tell you that much. Is Gaethje the man for McGregor? I certainly think so. I think yeah. that's a great fight. I but, do. No, I like it. I, um, as we talked about earlier on, you know, I think Gaethje is that sort of one fight away from getting that title shot with a big win over a name like McGregor. Um, same goes for Paul Felder. But yeah, I think that is the one to make. It's the most logical one. I think the UFC, obviously, from what Conor McGregor said in that interview with Ariel, said they were close to actually making that fight last July. Uh, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But yeah, it does seem to be the next one uh, in line. And we'll just we'll just have to wait and see. Is he going to fight him in Dublin on December 14th? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, oh, but yeah, like that's, that is the fight for Gaethje if... He's not getting a title shot. That's that's the next best thing for him. It's a big money fight as well. So, yeah, do it. Why not? It didn't go well for Nikita Krylov. It's been Apache returns to UFC for the Ukrainian. Um, another win over a European for Glover Teixeira. And what a 2019 he's having. That's Carl Robertson, Oyan Kutilaba, and Nikita Krylov. Three fights in about nine months. That's that's pretty incredible. Yeah. I mean, I thought he was done after the Corey Anderson loss, and now three wins in a row. Bounces back, you know, that's not that division as well. Three wins can nearly get you a title shot, as we said before. Jan Blackowitz won't like the sound of that. Yeah, well, well, there you go. So, <laughs> Maybe that's who I he has to I don't want to hurt Jan. Um, but yeah, listen, a um, couple more wins, he's, he's right in the door, definitely. Um, we'll talk about this last fight, and then we'll move through just to the European guys, but Duffy. Todd Duffy and Jeff Hughes, interesting. I, I felt as though Todd Duffy... Had spent himself. Um, I think he was looking for a way out, man. That's the way I look at it. The Hughes, Hughes didn't seem... Like, we've seen... Look, we've seen some pretty horrendous eye pokes. And, I mean, it's probably... It is impossible to know how bad it is unless you're the guy getting in mm. the eye. But I thought that was just strange. You know, the, the whole was, situation. Like, I mean, are we wrong to criticize a fighter saying, I can't continue because I have double vision? Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I didn't, like I think look, look at his body. Look at the way he was sort of projected himself it looked as though he was done as you said and was looking for a way out and yeah listen I, I wasn't too um, convinced like the doctor the doctor had effectively told him you're ready to go yeah that's fine and he said I can't see yeah um, you know. you could even hear DC struggling with it on from the yeah. commentary like I mean he was like uh, yeah like what do you say what do you do do you run it back um, I don't know um, I, I believe he no showed for uh I can't. I can't imagine a couple of interviews as well today. So um, I can't imagine Dana Hoyt was jumping up and down to see that. No, especially so I think, after I think for Duffy, four years as well. Duffy has had a bit of a roller coaster with him as it is. So yeah, they've had a very sort of frosty relationship over the years, and 
you know, four years out and you return like that. It just leaves a bit of a bad taste in the mouth, man. It really yeah, does. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Pereira, who we were just talking about earlier, who last... Uh, Fucking antics of that guy. I know, but I mean... It's hilarious. That, like, I mean, that's what he does. You know, that that's what he does. And I mean, it's so funny that when he when he makes his debut and it, and it comes off against Roberts, everyone's saying he's my new favourite fighter to this guy's a clown. Within mm. one fight, like, I mean... We are a very fickle fan base. But it was a bit LTT. That's some of the stuff he was. But doing. that's what he does. That's the way he fights. I mean, he, I mean, look at his look at his record. I mean, there's no evidence to suggest this guy is a world beater. I mean, it's just that's what he does. And I guess it looks really bad if it doesn't come off, and it looks really good if it does come yeah, off. I look fucking stupid the other night. <laughs> Let's be honest. I good crack watchers to be honest with you. It'd be like me fucking trying to do the worm in the cage. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like uh, here, not a fan though. No. Nah. All right, okay. Um, Misha Serkinov with a beautiful Peruvian necktie. So rare. Your favorite, Petey. Oh, man, I love that fucking technique. Um, it's very hard to get, though. Like, I mean, it's really, really tough. You you have to be on the perfect place on the guy's back. You You've attempted to give me them in the hotels when you're drunk. Yeah, uh, and I can't figure it out. <laughs> so I, if I can't do it when I'm drunk, I don't know how Misha Serkinov, <laughs> professional athlete, can pull it off in a fight. I mean, wow. But, um, yeah. Uh, he finished Jimmy Crute, who was... That's his first professional loss. Beef on Crute. <laughs> oh, there you go. Very nice. Don't know what that is. But um, Augusto Sakai also got a, a devastating finish of Marcin Toibura just a minute into their fight. Uh, absolutely battered him up against the cage until the referee stopped the fight. And um, just of note as well for European fans, Brad Katona of SBG suffered a loss to Hunter Azure. Um, that's him now, 8-2. and two. I believe that's two losses on the bounce for Brad Katona. And just as Niall nearly sorry, falls off his chair. But, um, yeah, I mean... It's all right, Niall. Yeah, not too bad. But that's all really we have of note here for the Europeans. Um, so will we push on with our second interview of the day? Okay, well, let's speak to uh, Mr. Paul Felder, who everybody is dying to hear from following his uh, win over Edson Barbosa. Barbosa has protested. He said he will appeal the win, uh, I mean the defeat, I guess, in his case. And, of course, we asked him about uh, the McGregor sweepstakes. Everybody is keen to be the man to fight Conor McGregor, and Paul Felder is one of those names that is generating more and more interest. So let's see what 0-100 to had to say to us, and let's see if his skin has held up after that blazing Abu Dhabi sun. Season about 15. Delighted to welcome back on the show and coming off a fantastic performance and win at UFC 242 in Abu Dhabi. Um, I believe he is now fighting at light heavyweight. Uh, he's put on so much weight over the last week. Uh, it is the Irish Dragon, Paul Feather. Paul, my friend, how are you? Putting up, putting on the putting on the pounds, I believe. I, I am. I'm on my way to go lift with my uh, strength and conditioning coach, Rich Polar, here in, in Jersey. But I've actually, believe it or not... It, I haven't gotten as fat as I normally do uh, after a fight because I've been able to actually work out and move around and take walks. I mean, I went I went for a five-mile walk with my uh, daughter the other day to my mom's house. Just threw her in a little coach, a little stroller, took her out. And I couldn't do that when I had lung surgery or broken arms and broken legs and shit like that. So it's nice to come uh, come out of a fight and be able to live my life. Paul, i got to ask you, and it was an issue and a theme all week on fight week, the heat in the arena. How bad and how challenging was the heat in the arena? It was really hot. It was really humid. Um, but I had some some uh, time to prepare for that because I, I fought so late in the night. So 
you know, Bilal, my teammate, fought before me. And, and Duke was there and Daniel Vandalay. And they were all kind of warning us, like, hey, it's, it's really hot as soon as you step out of the, the warm-up room. So don't do a crazy warm-up. Don't do anything over the top. You're going to be warmed up. You're going to be sweaty. So you don't need to burn, burn yourself out. And uh, my, my guy from Lockhart, Ian, Chef Ian, man, hooked it up. Uh, he anticipated how, how sweaty it was going to be and gave yeah. me another rehydration shake um, a few hours before I left for the arena to get some more electrolytes in me. Uh, so props to him on, on thinking ahead like that. So I felt really hydrated and uh, good considering how sweaty I was going, going through those rounds. I want to ask you, and it was obviously it was evident to see, you know, you, you were in tears after the fight. I know how much that fight meant to you to get that win back. Um, I noticed your jiu-jitsu coach, as you mentioned there, Daniel Wanderlei, was actually in tears too. What did, yeah. he, what did he say to you after the fight? Because it was very emotional. He's just saying, you did it, man. That You got that one. We did it, you know. And just all week when he was there, you know, I, I'd be drilling with him. And he's like, listen, this one is yours. He got the first one. You get this one. And, you know, we'll, we'll move on from there. But you, you, you've got what it takes to beat this guy. You didn't have the structure and, and the things and the, and the maturity to do it when we fought him the first time. It meant so much to all of us, man, because they knew how much it meant to me. They could feel that the whole camp. They could feel my nervous energy, my, uh, you know, I told you, too, how, how terrified I kind of was yeah. to fight him again because I knew what I was going into. I knew the pain and the, the brutality of what a fight with Eddie Barboza is like, and I 100% was anticipating another war. You know, I, I don't go in there ever assuming I'm going to knock anybody out. You know, those are rewards. How, um, how did you feel, Paul, when the judges were calling out the scorecards? Um, you know, we, we, we've seen what Edson has said. He believes it was his fight. I believe it could have gone either way. It yeah. was a really, really close fight, in my opinion. It was 29-28 all day. I don't know where to. The judges got a 30-27. Um, but, you know, the other thing we spoke off, off air there a few minutes ago about your work from the back and... I was actually really happy to see that the judges actually scored um, for your elbows and your armbar attempt. What was your feeling going into uh, into the decision? Well, you know, the first thing I did is throw my hands up because I knew it was going to be razor close, right? I, I've never denied that. Um, I know how close this fight was. I know that it could have realistically gone either way. Look at the numbers. You know, we were neck and neck. Overall, threw more strikes, landed more, but that's overall because of my third round. He might have edged me out with a couple strikes here and there in the first two rounds. He definitely, I thought he won the first round. Yeah. But based on, on my aggression, and, you know, when I land shots, I feel like I staggered him a few times. I don't think he ever fucking once staggered me in that whole fight. The only time I got cut open was from freaking headbutts, whether they were my fault or his fault. That doesn't matter. They were not from his significant strikes. Um. And I, I didn't take a step back. I mean, I moved forward the whole time. I was throwing with lethal intention to knock him out. Um, when I was on my back, I split him open, and I forced him to disengage from a top position on the mat where he could have easily tried to sit and win that round, but he couldn't because of the damage that I was doing. Yeah, I agree. Um, I won that round, and everybody that thinks otherwise, they're entitled to your opinion. It was a split decision. Get over it. I agree, I agree. It could have gone either way. It was a razor-close fight. Were you disappointed with Edson's uh, Instagram post and his actions and and what he said after the fight? Because it has sort of come across a little bit as like Sarah Grapes. 
Yeah, you know, I know he's upset, and I know he's in, he's not had the, the best winning record lately. So I feel for him. I feel for his family. I know how much the money means to him. I know his wife even came out and said something like, "Why, if I have all these other opportunities, you know, why don't I go take them? You know, emotions and financial stuff. And when you think you won the fight, we both thought we won that fight. So I, I get it. Is it upsetting me? Does it, did it leave a bad taste in my mouth that these guys who I thought I was really cool with are basically just saying, you know, it was a, a highway robbery. I mean, that's what upset me most. Mm. It's like, listen, if you just admitted it was razor close and you think you should have got the nod, okay. The judges, yeah, they're I, they're all over the place. But two of them scored it for me, not you. I mean, it, it sucks. I've been on the other end of split decisions. I've lost two split decisions in the UFC. Yeah. So going into that decision, you know, I'm nervous as hell. And if you look at his face, so is he. I know they were confident and yelling, you got this, won this. But so is Duke. Yeah. And we're all just trying to put positive vibes out there and keep everybody, you know, from losing their mind in these situations. There's so much tension when you're waiting for those decisions, especially after a war like me and him had where it was just, I mean, we beat the crap out of each other. Denial, though, that upsets me, I think, most of all, right, is I just have this epic rematch with Edson Barboza. Mm. The number seven guy versus the number ten guy, and we go at it. We're obviously fighting tonight. I know we didn't get awarded it because Dana did uh, four performance bonuses because of all the knockouts tonight. <laughs> but we're fighting tonight again. Easily put on even, and it put on an even better battle than we did the first time. And what are we all talking about? Yeah. Arguing back and forth on who should. It's like wow, that that's that's really unfortunate. Is it disrespectful? Do you feel disrespected? Yeah, I kind of do. I'll be I'll be honest. I can't sit here and say that I'm, I I don't feel slighted in, in some way. And I feel like so much of my social media, instead of feeling you know the Positive. love from my yeah. fans and number seven in the world, instead I'm I'm dealing with all his fans basically trying to trash me. Mm. Have you moved on from this now? You know, I I think it makes sense for you to to move on and look ahead. But is there any interest in you you know running it back? I said what I had to say because, you know, at the end of the day, that's a possibility. Does that mean I want to do it right away? No. I mean, I'm number seven in the world right now, and there's some guys ahead of me that I've been itching and scheduled to fight. You know, me and Al uh, still have unfinished business, and I love that guy. I think that guy's awesome. But if he beats Dan Hooker, you know, I think that's a great matchup. Obviously, I want to fight Justin Gaethje someday, but I feel like he's really deserving of, of a really big fight moving forward. Um I'm not fighting Cowboy, so that it's very limited on who's ahead of me. So we'll see what uh, what happens from here. But the, you know, I don't know. We'll see. I'm curious to see what happens. To be honest with you, <laughs> what did you make of uh, Conor McGregor's tweet last night? I, you know, he he put out a tweet saying 14th of December in Dublin. I don't know what that's about. There's a UFC uh, pay per view on the same day. Um, is that something that would interest you? Fighting him? Yeah. Yeah, I like making money now, so of course <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind that. And plus, he's up there, you know. He's he's got numbers next to his name that I want to I want to take. I think, man, you want to talk about a fight that uh, you know it's going to be a goddamn striking battle with me. Um, and Connor's obviously going to not try to take me down either. But I'm also one of those people that's not going to sit here and uh, play his game and beg for something like yeah. that. I, I know I'm not the guy that's going to get it. 
so I'm not going to go crazy trying to, but I would absolutely love to throw it out with him. You mentioned one thing as well that sort of caught my, my ears, uh, you know, in the post-fight interview, that it was the toughest weight cut of your career, yet you still made 155 pounds. Why was the cut so hard, Paul? Man, I'll be honest, man. I, I think at this at this stage in my life, I'm, I'm a big old boy, man. I, I'm getting thicker. I'm getting stronger. I'm always working with really good strength and conditioning coaches, whether it's in, in Philly um, with Rich or Matt Gifford and in Wisconsin now, and I just felt big for that fight. I did everything right, and you know this. I dieted the, the whole eight weeks. I was, you know, I had a chef cooking for me, all these things. I took all the possibilities of temptation out of my life. No peanut butter even in the house because, I, you know, I get my fingers into that late at night. I, I just had a lot of weight. I had about, you know, I don't even want to say the numbers on what I had to cut the, the night before, but it it got dicey and uh we got through it and ian from lockhart man i i love that guy those him and uh jay did my cut and thanks to uh my team too craig craig eggelberg my teammate is always yeah. there for me during these stuff and but yeah it was uh it was the first cut in a while to 55 where i was like holy shit i just does that change I don't know things how much i can do this does that change things going forward Man, you know what's so crazy about weight cutting is we us fighters have such a short memory for for pain like that, right? I mean, if you'd asked me that night of the weight cut, I was uh, I called my mom in the middle of the night. I called one of my friends, Brian Jones. And I was just hurting, and uh, you know, everybody was trying to basically convince me to to move up to 170. And I was like, you can't tell me that. And that's what you kept telling people. You can't. You can't tell me that. My mind is not thinking anything other than beating Edson Barboza tomorrow night. And that is at 155 pounds. At that point, I was on weight. I made weight. I made it the night before. It was horrible. You made championship weight, Paul. I know. <laughs> Which was pretty insane. If you're, well, if, if you're talking about how, how difficult the cut was to, to still get on on 155 pounds, was, was, was incredible. Well, part of it was probably that, too, that we were, we were low. Um, that that last those last pounds or so, man, they uh they add up, boy. That 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 that's a pound of water. You know what I mean? People don't realize that that don't cut weight. Mm. That's a pound of water. They're like, oh, it's one pound. I'm like, yeah, try sweating it out. <laughs> I know I couldn't do it, dude. But uh, it, it, so 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 you're definitely going to be at 155 pounds for your next fight. Listen, I'm putting my career at 155 pounds. Um, I'm going to do a couple little adjustments, I think, next time. I think next time I'm just going to cut a little more in the morning hours. I think I've been trying to push it later just so I'm not suffering during the day. But based on how that one went, I think getting on top of it a little sooner so I can get a little more rest in between the, the, the pounds. Um, I'll just have to look worse for wear at uh, media day. And uh, <laughs> Here I am saying it now. So next fight that Paul Felders and you guys at media day, just uh, be nice to me. <laughs> yeah, you were you were surprising me in very good form at media day. Normally, you're very grumpy. I, I don't blame you yeah, for being was, grumpy. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good because I, I I kept the uh, the weight cut to a minimum in that that morning. I always wake up and and do a pad session with Duke with the sauna suit on and, and cut a few pounds. And I only cut about I think four and a half pounds in the morning, and then uh, at media day. So normally I. Yeah. I might do a little more next time. So people are want to know, want to know, Paul. Obviously, you know, 
I would imagine you wouldn't be back in the cage before Christmas. What What is the time frame? When do you want to get back in there? Um, is it after Christmas? Yeah, well, we'll see, man. I feel pretty good right now. Um, I've got a lot of commentary gigs lined up, but the UFC is very well aware that I'm fighter first until I retire. So I'll, I'll do these first few, and we're in the middle of uh, we're going to start renegotiating a new contract with Sean or Dana and figure that out. Um, How many fights have you got left in your current deal? I, I technically have more fights. So I'm on my last fight, so it's either re-up or be a free agent and uh, I have no desire to really be a free agent I feel like the UFC knows I'm a, I'm a company guy now and uh, you know I've, I've, I've put my body on the line for years and uh, have always put on a fight of the night type fight so I'm hoping this goes well and we get what we want and um, we get a big name next and if it's sooner than next year I, I think I could make it happen my mom might have a freaking heart attack here's <laughs> But yeah, man, I'm trying to I'm trying to push the pedal to the metal, as we say. Uh, if there's a name, and, uh, if there's a name you could have now, you want to fight someone? Who is it? I would say Justin Gaethje or, or uh, Dustin Poirier. Why does Dustin become so attractive to you? Justin, Dustin, 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 because he was just he just fought for the belt. I mean. If I can skip the line, jump ahead like that, I mean, shit. And he's a great striker, a great uh, boxer. I feel like it lends for the kind of fight that I'm used to being in, the fans want. So no matter what happens, more we're getting a bonus. It's going to be one of those fights that's just back and forth. Who's tougher? Who can take the bigger shots? And that, that just those are the kind of fights that turn me on. And does the same go for Dustin then as well? Or Justin Gaethje, should I say? <laughs> Dustin, Justin. Yeah, yeah Justin's just a freaking savage man like i said i never i never i don't call this guy out because i have anything against yeah. him i mean you just told did to one of my friends in cowboy and i i'd love to get in there and and test myself i do think that that guy's going to be fighting for the belt today so you know these are the guys you got to beat you got to beat the toughest dudes out there in order to, if i can't beat these guys mm. I, you know i've got no chance against habib because he's just gonna you know what did you what, wrestle everybody? Have you watched back that fight? What 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 did you make of it? Is it, you know? Do you see Tony Ferguson giving Habib problems? What did you think of his performance against uh, against uh, Dustin? I thought he did what he needed to do, man. Yeah. And, you know, he avoided most of the damage. He's caught in some of Dustin's best submissions and was able to get right out of him and just break him on the ground like he does, man. Just pressure like yeah. crazy, and. um I do, you know, I do still think he's got to work on his striking. He's going to, if he can get exposed there, it's got to be early, man. You've got to let him know right away what he's in for. Because if you let him push back, forget about it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Paul Felder, enjoy your uh, enjoy your shit food for the next week and, 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 and get back into to camp soon because I think everyone's pretty excited to see you get back in there again. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing you back in there again. I always appreciate the time, my friend. I love talking to you, man. Uh, hope I'll get over to uh, eat some Kerrygold. Ireland. And just eat, eat some Kerrygold butter with you. <laughs> My man, I appreciate it. And great to hear from Paul Felder. El Dragano Irlandese. Oh, yes. Wow. In perfect Spanish, just ahead of this weekend's. I'm going to Spain next week. 
Uh, oh yeah, that's New correct. New York. You're going to Australia. That is correct. That's amazing. Um, yeah. So uh, pressing Women, on. Beware. Oh, Jesus, he's putting on the Tinder Plus for that one, lads. I got rid of it. Did you? Yeah. Well, we can we leave that to the end of the show. All right, sorry. We can't wait to talk to you about that, though. <laughs> um, well, this weekend we have uh, UFC Mexico City. Mexico. Um, yeah, Rodriguez and Jeremy Stevens in that main event. That's a very tasty main event. But sorry, I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> um, I'm a man. But uh, I'm an anchor man. Right. I'm annoying you. I'm like, yes. Daddy. <laughs> so underneath uh, Yara Rodriguez and Jeremy Stevens is the co-main event, which is Carla Esparza and Alexa Grasso. But... Oh, look, wait for it. He's, I'm very, very, very excited <laughs> because Askar Askarov is finally making his UFC debut. That's class of 2018 prospects to watch in Europe for Peter Carroll. Yes, I do call them. And this fella is a magician. He's actually... Um, he's deaf. He's a deaf uh, guy. He's won wrestling championships. He's an amazing grappler. And is I he feel actually deaf. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And he is just unbelievable, man. His grappling is psycho. It's it's not like anything in the UFC at the moment. Um, and Brandon Moreno is a great test for him straight off the bat. I mean, Moreno, good, exactly. Like, I mean, if if Askarov can get through him, he's gonna light another little fuse in that flyweight division, which we believe should be hanging around. So. I'm very, very excited about this, I have to say. Um, really, really excited. And, and I think that matching him with Moreno shows that the UFC can see the potential in this guy. Wouldn't you agree? I would agree. Definitely. Moreno's no fucking mug, man. And yeah. to go in and, and start like that. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really you, fascinated now to, to know more about this guy. Yeah, he's unbelievable, you saying man. that to me. Because um, I, I remember you speaking about him. But uh, how do they communi- How does this corner communicate? Do they do sign language or? I I don't actually know. I can remember I, I talked to Luke Thomas about this once because he he's a big fan of Askarov as well. And I actually didn't know until he had that conversation with me that he was deaf. We've been watching him for years. I just didn't know. I knew he didn't do that many interviews, but um, his talent is absolutely astronomical. Um, there's a lot of fights here, not of European interest, I will say. But uh, we do have Paul Craig there on the prelims against Vinicius Moreira. Needs a win, man. He does need a win. Absolutely. Is it win or a marching order situation? Yeah. We look like he's what? He's four and two in his last six. Um, two and four. Two and four. Um, it's not the worst record, though. Three and four isn't terrible in the UFC. It's not, but... It's not ideal. You know, Paul has sort of faded in a lot of his fights, in my opinion. Um so the longer the fight goes, he just sort of gets really sloppy, and I think he does. He needs a performance, maybe as well. Is probably the word, um, and definitely needs a win in, in my eyes. What are you grinning at? Nothing. I actually, I, <laughs> I, I realised I was grinning when you say it, but I'd just listen to your fantastic voice, my friend. It is good enough. Dulcet tones. Oh yeah. Um, anything else jumping out for you there? Uh, is Sergio Pettis against Tyson Nam on the other card? I was like there? watching um, Alexa Grasso uh, follow her career since Invicta. Um, tough test against our spars, and nothing's really jumping out um, to me. Sergio Pettis, Tyson Nam, good scrap. Nam is it Nam's debut, or is he returning? Returning, I believe. Right? Um, have a look here. Yeah, but he's he's only been he's only recently back with the promotion anyway. So that's an re- interesting fight. I think it's a replacement as well, if I'm sure. Yeah, Alex Perez was originally supposed to fight um, Sergio. So I think I have an arsehole. Actually, is has he ever fought in the UFC? Oh, I don't know. He was in a WSOF. I know he's in Fight Nights Global as well. No, yeah, he's WSOF. never. WSOF. No, yeah. I always thought he had fought in the UFC. He he's has. A, he's a name, like. Yeah, he is. He's a well-known name. He's a commodity. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Should we, that be a good, good scrap? That one. Beth Cohea against Sahara Eubanks. 
that's a yeah Sahara's coming off a loss to um, who was it she, f- she lost there recently um, Aspen Lad. yes if I'm not correct so that's that, an interesting no yeah strategy. you are correct um, yeah that's a good fight um, that's going to be actually I'd say that could be quite an aggressive strike yeah, you love honest. the main events yeah Stevens and Yair yeah I love that yeah I really do like that a lot um, it's another the really hardest hitting 145 pounds. who the it's Jeremy Stevens. that's who it is um, Yar yeah Yar feels like I mean it's not a great style matchup for Yar I wouldn't say because the pressure is unlivable yeah. with Stevens, isn't it it's it is. not um, really going to give him a lot of space to be throwing crazy techniques I wouldn't imagine yeah, that fight against Chang Young Zhang was <laughs> Chang Young Chang Sung Jung. Chang Sung Jung. Nailed Jesus it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um was absolutely phenomenal that finish. So it is. It's one of those ones that is sort of I, th- I think we'll be disappointed if we're not talking about an explosive finish on Sunday morning. Um so I'm looking forward to it. It could go either way, but yeah, I do think that four pressure is gonna be a problem from um But it's gonna be a bit Wilkes when when Stevens gets going. It's going to be a big one for him, though, if he wins in Mexico, I feel like. Oh, it's yeah. going to look amazing. Like, Home you know? City and all that. And yeah, it's, it's a big, big one for him. And um, it'll definitely push him back up there in the, in the title contention again, I would imagine. You probably noticed that Noel's mind has been elsewhere when he's talking about this card because this weekend, something very big's happening. Is it this weekend? The this Rugby World Cup? Oh, yeah, Friday, the Rugby World Cup starting. Oh, my starting God. They're playing on Sunday against Scotland. What Tough time? Game. I think it's 11... 30 here 10.30 right. it's early though a lot of the games are going to be on like half five and shit like that oh yeah because they're eight hours ahead yeah um, so a few of the lads are going over for a few minutes tell them to check out the golden guy it is the way forward in Japan it's amazing man it's like that That all that area with them small little Did bars in fact they had to um, they had to quadruple their beer production tell you what they don't have to quadruple their whiskey man they have any amount of whiskey over there I'm not yeah, messing with you uh, Saki stuff you got me I uh, haven't drank yet so. yeah that's that's more of a sweetener that one I, I mean, might have a drop on Sunday morning but like, I won't be drinking any alcohol like, the way I'm feeling today but yeah uh, I think you'll, think you'll find a way that. through somehow yeah I think sure you'll be <laughs> no, I'm actually gonna I think I'm gonna go on the dry now till, uh, till I head off to Mallorca next Wednesday so that's next Wednesday, Wednesday is it? week so, so we're gonna have to try and do some weird recording thing before you go or yeah. something yeah get we'll, guests started we'll work it out we'll work it out we'll always do that shit for you guys um, tell me about this now you're going to Spain and you've parted ways with Tinder is this a first explanation uh, uh, no it's still first- Tinder I just got rid of Tinder Plus right right oh okay so I mean <laughs> until you land there you can't really explore the uh, potential suitors for you then really I'm sure there'll be plenty I mean, they'd be queuing up outside the hotel. It's I wouldn't definitely. give away your IP address or anything it's bu- like that. It's, it's actually busy there because, like, one of the, uh, we had a late addition to come over with us as well, and one of their lads, and um, he was finding it hard to get a hotel for the Friday night. So it's 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 pretty busy in the, in Palma. Have you uh, booked a number of rooms just around the city, just in case? Yeah, yeah. I've, well, I've of a course. number of hotspots. They call them. So, <laughs> uh, McGrath hotspots in Palma. So, uh, yeah, just, we, we're, we're sorted on that front, Pete. Well, uh, I'm sure the minute I, I get on the plane, the air hostesses will be... I just hope you come back in one piece. She so do I. <laughs> it's the a way, fear I carry all over the, the world. The, the way I'm feeling today, I could I could easily wilt under the pressure. Yes, so, yes, uh, indeed. It was a busy weekend of drinking. and I just, It was unnecessary as well. Do you know, last time it just happens. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. I was I was a superstar this Saturday. Showed up in the pub just before last orders. So it's had two groups of friends in the same pub. The Royal Grappling Academy were there. 
I went over and said hello, got in and out quickly without the money. I mean, I'm choking me. I was very happy with that. Jesus, normally it's the way around, other way around. You, <laughs> no, you, give, no. you give this lad a few beers. Anytime we're away, uh, you know, after fight night happens, PT's fucking there on the bed and a br- Take his my fucking knee home with him. You think you think the Gracie do a good breakdown? You want to see me on the Jesus sauce after a UFC it's event? A, it's actually a nightmare. Unbelievable. It's a nightmare. Unbelievable takers. Um but yeah, that's all we got for you. Um I hope you enjoyed the show. We certainly enjoyed each other's company. Did we? Oh <laughs> why do you hurt me? Why do you just hurt me all the Are time? Looking forward to that Aussie 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 oi oi oi. I'm not looking forward to the flight, but I'm looking well, forward to being there. It's good, it's a good spot. Yeah, you well yeah. Be nice and uh, get nice and warm there as well. How, is it going to be Abu Dhabi warm? Like, no, 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 no. There, there, summer's November, December. Um, We're not going to be touching the forty degree. No, that'd be nice. Like, be twenty odd. I'd imagine. Them. Oh, that'd be lovely. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Oh, it won't be, won't be fifty. Not worth it. Not worth the twenty-six hour flight. I doubt it. But Paul Feller survived it anyway. So he'd be all right. Yeah, me and Paul have to compare sun, sun cream. Yeah, uh, listen to your interview you did. That was quite funny, actually. Yeah. You said to him, uh, "Are you melting the <laughs> Paul's, Paul's really fair. Like, guys, yeah, like, me, like, Mike, like me, Mike Brown, and Paul were all kind of keeping on tabs on each other. Are you okay? Yeah, come on, fight the power. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's the crack. Anyway, lads, we love you very much. You know we do. Um, so we'll see you next week, I guess. And I hope the weekend and the week is good to you. All the best. Mwah. Fuck off. Give him a kiss.